0: Hello, this is one of our old episodes where our sound quality isn't quite so good and we're a bit amateur.
1: <laughs> yeah, now we're pros and we've spoken about a lot more things and our sound quality is a lot better as you can hear currently.
0: Yeah, so enjoy the show anyway. Thank Off you. the
1: show. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to...
0: The Curiosity of... Child. This episode, we're going to talk about noses, aren't we? So what did you have recently?
1: Uh, I had my nasal flu vaccine.
0: That's right, yeah. So that got me thinking about um, vaccinations and exactly how they work. And wasn't sure how much you knew. Then after that, we're going to get a little bit racer, aren't we? Yeah. But we're, uh, we'll save that as a little surprise for later. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also now find us on Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean. And if you want to send us a message, we're on Twitter at Curie Child Pod.
1: Yeah. And actually, mm-hmm. um, no such thing as a fish.
0: Top podcast.
1: Yeah. They actually um, retweeted.
0: Yeah, they retweeted us. So we are now among podcast stardom. Yeah. Now, we're a little bit late with this release. Uh, the plan is ideally to release an episode every two weeks, um, alternating with Amton's homework. Uh, but with half term and different things, we have slightly out of our release schedule. So I hope you don't mind. And should we get cracking with the show?
1: Yeah, on with the show
0: then. Yes, on with the show. Curiosity. Okay, let's talk about vaccines. So what do you know about vaccines?
1: I know that it's... Like a tube or something with it. And um, they have a liquid inside and they scratch it out your nose. Yeah,
0: they'll be your nasal one. Yeah. Okay, so let's do, Let's find out a bit more, shall we? So vaccines have been a hot topic in recent years. And many parents, particularly in America, they've been refusing to vaccinate their children. Now, I'm firmly in the pre-vaccination camp. So if you take measles, for instance, uh, if de- it was declared eliminated from the United States in the year 2000. Mm. Uh, but since that time, cases have started reappearing, and this might be through international travel where people are coming into the country, and also from other people refusing to vaccinate their children so it starts spreading, which yeah. uh, actually one of the most infectious diseases with a 95% infection so rate. So that's
1: out of 100 then, 95
0: that's Well, funny. yeah, if you have... well, that's a 95% infection rate, but that means that it's very, very likely to spread. That's more
1: than the zombies!
0: Exactly, yes, even more than zombies. <laughs> Um, So if you come in contact with somebody who's affected, the odds are you'll catch it as well.
1: Yeah.
0: So it's really easy to spread. So It's another reason why the vaccines are so important. Mm -hmm. So here we've got a chart. So this is cases in the US. So if you look in 2010, it's about 60? Yeah. It's up and down, up and down. But if you look in 2019, it's nearly 1,300 cases. Which doesn't sound a lot. Um, You don't really think of measles as that deadly, do you? No. But in
1: 1980...
0: Um, that over two and a half million people worldwide were killed by it.
1: What?
0: Yeah, that's a lot of people. So it's actually much more dangerous than you realise. Change my mind now. Yeah, don't don't, uh, don't get worried. About that is <laughs> okay. Um, because that would be all over the world and maybe in some less developed countries as well, where maybe mm-hmm. the medical care isn't so good or there weren't the vaccines. But then by 2014, this had dropped to just 73,000. So it's amazing. It is truly a modern day miracle that we were able yeah. to take millions of deaths. Down to just seventy-three thousand. Yeah, it's, it's a lot,
1: but it's not as many. Well, it's quite a few, but it's not as many. But this is worldwide, so.
0: exactly. Yeah, if you compare it better. with so, and I, th- I think maybe some of this success led to people disregarding it, and they almost forgot what measles was because you didn't hear of measles deaths, so they thought, oh, "I don't need vaccines." Mm. Um, and then there's also like, there's been health scares and things around the vaccinations, but most of that's probably unfounded, and the actual risk of not being vaccinated is higher
1: Yeah.
0: than the vaccine itself. So then a couple of weeks ago, like you said, you had your nasal flu vaccine, and that got me thinking a little bit more about how the vaccines work. Uh, how does uh, kind of a flu infect your system, and how does the virus um, infect you, and how does yeah. the vaccine work? Um, so when a harmful virus or bacteria enters your body, uh, cells in your immune system called uh, lymphocytes create antibodies and they try and fight off the infection, yeah? Yeah. And you actually make millions and millions of these a day.
1: Yeah.
0: So, <laughs> it's just, quite a few. yeah, it's a big job that your body's doing and you don't mm-hmm. even really notice it. Uh, uh, so you could be fighting for infections all the time and not even realise that uh, because your body's so good at doing it. Uh, but different types of infections require different types of antibodies and it can take your body some time to understand that combination. Yeah. So if you think of it, if you're playing a game and you've got a boss battle,
1: you've got to kind of learn
0: its weakness. Yeah. But once you do, you can defeat it more easily, can't you? Mm -hmm. So it's similar to that. So what a vaccine does, it will train your body how to fight a particular infection. So now if you get infected, your body can respond immediately. It's kind of been trained and taught how to fight that virus before it can spread and get worse. And then the figures from the 1980s which show that massive reduction... in infections, or since the 1980s, to show how effective vaccines are at stopping illness spreading. Anyway, back onto your nasal flu vaccine. It was made by a company called AstraZeneca and it's called uh, Fluenz Tetra, with tetra meaning four. It actually contains four different strains or types of the flu virus, Um, but they've actually been weakened in the lab. So when they squirt up your nose, you're actually having the virus itself stuck inside you.
1: Is that so it's got a very small bit so you can uh, you c- can learn how to fight that certain thing then?
0: Exactly yeah, so yeah. you're learning on a re- the real um, kind of virus itself. Yeah. It's what's called a live attenuated vaccine. So it actually contains a living version of the virus but it's been specially weakened. Uh, but your body might still have a really strong reaction to it. Because yeah. you actually got that virus inside you, you you may get some of the symptoms of having the flu for maybe, a few days.
1: Yeah, maybe people, their eyes water because they want to get rid of that virus. That could... but may, Or maybe it's just how it feels as well. But I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, well, y- your body will be ra- reacting, so you might be sneezing or getting a temperature and different things, but um, it's just your body doing its natural reaction to fight off the virus. But then that's what the vaccine is designed to do. It's designed to teach your body... To fight off itself, so it's going to be however it naturally um, works, yeah. and that's pretty much how your flea virus works.
1: Yeah, that's. <laughs> did not know that before. The only thing we got told was it helps fight a virus. That's all we got.
0: So, did you think it was like a medicine then, which helps fighting yeah. it, rather than actually you're having the real virus inside you? Mm-hmm. How do you feel? Do you think that's a bit odd?
1: Um. Yeah. You well, you wouldn't expect it,
0: yeah. Really. So, and you got to think, how did people start understanding? Oh, to make people not have an infection, we have to infect them. it's <laughs> yeah. quite an interesting jump. And in yeah,
1: of it's like, thought. how did people think of that? lever anal glands would work.
0: <laughs> uh, yes, um, if you are wondering what Anton's going on about, listen back to episode two. No, three, Absolute three one. part one. Yeah, so that was the e-numbers for the witches. Now, one of the symptoms that you might have had from your nasal flu um, vaccination is it caused your nose to get blocked. But that leads us nicely onto our next segment, which I think you might enjoy this one. <laughs> bogies.
1: <laughs> bogies.
0: Okay, what do you know about bogies?
1: Um... They're normally green. <laughs> I know that they're not always green, mm-hmm. but they're normally green. But actually, there's a funny, and I know that there's a funny story, that my auntie's bogeys are white. <laughs>
0: yes, when I was little, it's, um, I'm the youngest child, I remember being terrified and chased around by my <laughs> sister um, <laughs> with her horrible little white bogeys. Okay, so bogies, we all have them, but do we all eat them? Are they good for you? Are they bad? Are there different types and what can they tell you? <laughs> now Anton, this is going to be quite honest, okay? This feature. I've spotted you picking your nose.
1: What? what? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about.
0: I've seen you mining for babies.
1: Um, I definitely <laughs> don't do that.
0: You can be honest here. Do you pick your nose? Yeah. Yeah. Are they tasty?
1: <laughs> Most of the time.
0: Yeah, I, I think most people would admit having picked their nose and probably at least once in their life
1: have a taste. Actually, um, the other day, I had a very sour burger. <laughs> very.
0: Okay. Maybe that's from what you're eating. Okay, and also our nostrils, they're just the right size for a finger. So that must be for a reason. <laughs> yeah. So do you know what boogies are?
1: Um. Well... I've been told something, but I'm not sure if it's true or not. Okay. Because um, apparently it's the liquid in your brain <laughs> that runs down into your nose and then it uh, it's dried up snot.
0: It's funny that you said that. Wait till the end, okay? And then that'll, that'll come back up. Okay, so what it is, they are dried up mucus. And that's kind of the slimy substance in our nose. Yeah. It's about 95% water and 5% something else I've forgotten the name of. Yeah. And... Um, its purpose is to trap kind of dust and pollen and, of course, viruses and things before they can enter our body and our lungs. Yeah,
1: actually, when we were discussing this earlier, I actually said it was um to block that and catch the dust as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, I found that out on Operation Out, which is a very, very good, um, yeah, it good program. It is good, actually. It
0: is good. Yeah, like I said, it's mostly water. So if you have a runny nose in winter, you've got to make sure that you keep drinking enough. To keep you uh, hydrated, obviously, and also to keep your nose working properly. Um, and then inside your nose, you've got lots of little hairs called cilia. I think that's correct. And they help to move the mucus in your nose along with the gravity. And it's estimated that about every 20 minutes or so, um, all the mucus in your nose would have been flushed down into your stomach or out of your nose. So that's why you need to blow your nose just to stop it running down your face.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Like I said, this might be disgusting. Uh, if
1: you don't if you um don't have any tissues or anything or even toilet roll, <laughs> you will just have to lick it.
0: <laughs> yes. Or maybe just, not.
1: Or just stand over the toilet letting it drop off.
0: Mm-hmm. You just leave. That's what I seem <laughs> yeah. to see people doing. Um there's also a more deliberate way and to do a little cleaning and it really helps with the bigger bits. And that's picking your baggies. Now, it's really common with kids, and they say... I've got conflicting reports here. Some people say it's popular because they taste salty, and some people because they taste sugary. So how do yours taste?
1: Um, salty or sugary? I said sour. I had to sour um, the other day. Actually, I'm just trying one now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How's...
1: Probably salty.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. Makes more sense than sweet, I think. Yeah. Now, the thing is, obviously... Picking up your, your nose and eating your baggies, it seems pretty disgusting in yeah. um in our culture. And yeah. probably most cultures, I imagine. So if you are gonna do it, avoiding it in public. Okay, make sure you do it in private. <laughs> and more importantly, is it bad for you?
1: I've heard that it's good for you. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it seems it isn't bad for you. Because there's scientists from several universities, including Harvard and Saskatchewan, which is in Canada. Um, they agree that it's a good thing for kids to do, and it shouldn't be discouraged. But please, please, please do it in private, okay? Not in public. Because so it turns out our noses are a rich reservoir of good bacteria. I'm all for good bacteria. Generally, it gets such a bad rap, but actually bacteria is really important to our health. Yeah. So I think we've got so much in our body. Because so You could say for every human cell in your body, you might have up to 10 little microorganisms inside you. Yeah. You are an entire ecosystem. You are a human planet, really. Aren't you?
1: Yeah.
0: Anyway, back to baggies. Now there was an Austrian professor called Frederick Bischinger, I think that's correct. And he had this to say about eating baggies. Now I'm gonna try my Austrian voice here, so let me just get into uh <laughs> Otto Eating the dry remains of what you pour out is a great way of strengthening the body's immune system. Medically, it makes great sense and it's a perfectly natural thing to do. In terms of the immune system, the nose is a filter in which a great deal of bacteria are collected. And when this mixture arrives in the intestines, it works just like a medicine. <laughs> he also added that people who pick their noses are healthier, happier and more attractive.
1: Ooh, <laughs> yeah, that, that means... That means you, you won't have any green thing. Well, not just green things uh-huh. um, up your nose. <laughs> um. <laughs>
0: Sorry. Actually, I heard that last time. He didn't say you were more attractive. Actually, picking your nose is as more attractive.
1: <laughs>
0: Sorry about that. So actually, if you think about it, this is why this topic works. Well, it's quite similar to how vaccines work.
1: Yeah. That's, yeah.
0: <laughs> the bacteria or virus is being trapped up there mm-hmm. and then introduced to your body in small doses and maybe weakened because it's been killed. As if viruses are even alive. Yeah. Some debate on that. Um, so it gives your body a chance to maybe slowly come to terms with an infection or stop something's even entering your your um, body.
1: Mm-hmm. I wonder if the snot uh, or the, well, snot catches some of the vaccines
0: it would yes it's been squirted up your nose so some of it's going to be um comes caught up in your bogeys and your snot yes yeah. a couple of episodes ago we spoke about how cloves are used for dental hygiene but well, it seems that snot works too as apparently eating bogeys can help clean your teeth and scientists are even working on synthetic and mucus toothpaste and chewing gum
1: um i'm not going to brush my teeth anymore but as i know that boogies are better i am going to use that because i i only like my own boogies i don't like other people's boogies
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's weird actually how some things you'd be totally grossed out by somebody else's
1: yeah we were going to um put some boogies in the pot and i said but we ended up not doing that, because that sounded too disgusting. Oh, I, yeah. actually, I actually said, um, I am i don't want to do this, because I don't know who it would be.
0: Mm-hmm. I can't even remember why we wanted to put them in the pot. Some science experiment, I think.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, okay, then, as you um, recounted at the beginning, my sister used to chase me around with her white bogeys, now, as there's been a lot of me talking this episode, it's um, so unfortunately there isn't a special Anton feature, I'm going to hand over to him where he can talk about the what different colour bogeys mean.
1: Okay, so clear bogies. Mm-hmm. This is just normal, don't worry about that.
0: Okay, great.
1: Um, white bogeys. Yeah, auntie bogeys. Yeah. <laughs> um, are terrifying. You might um be congested, have a nasal infection or cold. Dehydrated or eating too much
0: dairy. Yeah, so milky babies. Uh,
1: yellow. You might be starting to fight an infection. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's good. Um the colour comes from dead white blood cells.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Bit of a battle going so, on in the body. So race. I
1: guess um, in the body. So it's like a graveyard basically there.
0: Yeah, do you know what your white blood cells do? Yeah,
1: they're the um you know, soldiers of the blood cells. Mm-hmm. Um I guess it's the bacteria, maybe? Going onto the dead cells, because you do get your um your teeth. Turn yellow. I don't know. <laughs> but um onto green. Your immune system is working hard. That are many dead white blood cells and other debris. What's so our next colour? Pink or red. Right now I'm guessing red would be blood bogies. That's what happens if you um pick your nose too much and you start picking your skin off and then there's blood and it dries up and it's, and then you
0: <laughs> Yeah, your nasal off. tissue might be damaged.
1: Yeah. So the so colour yeah.
0: comes from blood.
1: Brown. It might be dirt you inhaled or dried blood.
0: Yeah, they say maybe more likely to be dirt than dried blood.
1: hmm Black. <laughs> yeah, black fogies. This can happen if you're a smoker or might be a fungal infection. See a doctor!
0: Yeah, but that reminds me of another story because I also have a brother and he once stuck a mushroom up his nose.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know how old he was at the time. I think I was very young so I don't really remember it. Um, so perhaps he had a bit of a uh, dark brownie, blackie baby that day. And finally, this makes me laugh from what you said earlier, if your nose is running too much, it's probably not mucus, it's probably something called leaky brain syndrome. So that's baggies. Mm. And remember, don't pick your nose in public. Don't eat your baggies in public.
1: But, it's it's not great, but if you really have to, go behind the bench.
0: And if your parents tear you off for eating baggies, you can now say that scientists from Harvard University have said it's good for you. So thank you for listening. Hopefully we'll be getting back to a more normal schedule and routine soon. Yeah. And we'll have Anton doing proper features as well again.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So thank you for listening.
1: Thank you for listening from me as well. And yeah. goodbye. We'll see you next time. <laughs>
0: Tune in next time for more tales of wonder.
1: That we have to come up with.